Welcome to sermons from St. Paul's Lutheran Church of Minot, North Dakota. St. Paul's is anchored in the message of Christ crucified for the forgiveness of sins, for the church and for the world. The following sermon is from Reverend Dr. Matthew Richard. The epistle is from Ephesians chapter 5. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But sexual immorality and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is proper among saints. Let there be no filthiness nor foolish talk nor crude joking which are out of place, but instead let there be thanksgiving. For you may be sure of this, that everyone who is sexually immoral or impure, or who is covetous, that is an idolater, has no inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not associate with them, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light, for the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the name of Jesus, amen. Please listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. Yes, listen very carefully to what I'm about to say. The goal of every human should be to embrace their unique self and live for whatever makes them happy. Indeed, you must not give into societal norms and expectations of other people, but instead you should seek your own fulfillment through being self-empowered. And while you are at it, don't sweat the small stuff, like feeling guilty and wrestling with shame. If you are true to yourself, if you live a fulfilled life on your own terms, well, you can obtain true freedom and self-empowerment. Full stop. Now, dear friends, what did you just hear? Indeed, what did you just hear? You actually heard from this pulpit the main theme and teaching of Anton LaVey's Satanic Bible. Yes, what you just heard, what was just communicated to you, was the main teachings of the Satanic Bible itself. Now, you would think, you would think that the main teachings of the Satanic Bible would be about stuff like, you know, blood and fire and goats and red pitchforks dipped in Tabasco sauce, spicy. However, to many people's surprise, the main theme, the main theme of the Satanic Bible is to reject the idea of a higher power and then live for yourselves. Yes, then live for yourselves. Now, even though Anton LaVey probably is not the uh, official spokesperson of the devil himself, this satanic Bible, though, certainly captures the essence of darkness itself. It certainly does capture the essence of darkness. Darkness indeed. In the reading from the epistle of Ephesians, we hear about the deeds of darkness. We hear about greed and fornication, vulgar talk, 
idolatry, and so forth. Now, I want to point out that darkness has a very clear characteristic, not only in the Satanic Bible, as we heard about, but also when it's described in our holy scriptures, when holy writ, when the scriptures talk about darkness. That characteristic, though, is this. The deeds of darkness are always inward-focused. They're inward-focused. An old church theologian named Augustine once wrote extensively on the deeds of the darkness, deeds of darkness, what we can simply call sin. Yes, sin. He stated that sin is turning away from God, so sin is turning away from God and then turning inward on yourselves, caving in on yourself. And so sin is about, again, turning inward on self, looking inside ourselves, not outside ourselves. Darkness, it encourages you to live inside yourselves, again, not outside. Now take a moment and think about how sin and darkness play out in society today. If you consider much of social media, advertising, celebrity culture to boot, and politics these days, they all have one thing in common. They're about turning inward. They make you collapse on yourself, looking inward, not outward. Social media, for example, media like Instagram and Facebook, Twitter, so forth, they're all breeding grounds for inward thinking. They're breeding grounds for inward living. You see, users are encouraged to present an idealized version of themselves, oftentimes with many filters and, and so forth on the picture itself, to communicate and display a version of yourself to the world that is idealized, which often leads to the preoccupation of how do I look online, how do people perceive me, how many likes do I have, how many followers do I have, on and on and on, inward-focused. Celebrity culture... It also promotes inward messaging by promoting the idea that fame and success are the ultimate goals in life to be famous and successful, which can only be attained if you prioritize yourself, your personal gain over the needs and well-being of others around you. It's also not too hard to find this kind of inward thinking and advertising as well. That is to say, commercials themselves, commercials and advertisements and marketing campaigns they all do this. Most products displayed to us human desire for personal status, for power and admiration. You buy this product and your wildest dreams will come true. You buy this product and you yourself, well, you can become a god. And who can forget politics? Probably the easiest to poke fun at and to expose. Think about this. When was the last time that a Democrat did an act of kindness to a Republican? And when was the last time that the Republicans laid down their agenda for the Democrats? In fact, we could go far as to say is this, when was the last time that any congressional leader has prioritized the needs and the well-being, the needs and the well-being of the constituents over their own personal power and their own personal status? The point is, darkness focuses on the individual. Indeed, it focuses on the individual. Sin, it turns you and me, all of us, inward. 
it turns us inward to ourselves. But if this is the case, how does everyone function within the realm of darkness? In other words, how can anything actually get done if everyone lives for their own self-importance? If everyone lives for their own entitlement, how can anything function? How can anything get done? Now, dear friends, here's the kicker. When people walk in the darkness of sins, as you already know, hell breaks loose. If you've ever seen two toddlers fighting over a toy, it's quite entertaining, but nonetheless, it's exactly what happens when one sinful nature squares off with another person's sinful nature and they're both caved inward. It is a holy fight. You see, if everyone is living for themselves, if everyone is turned inward on themselves, nobody wins. Hell and conflict, they break loose. But as you already know, a society cannot exist if everyone and every single person lives for themselves. And so what will often happen in the kingdom of darkness is that power and force are the only ways in the kingdom of darkness that things can even begin to function. That is to say, whoever has the most power, whoever has the most force, is able to solve conflict through sheer force, through threats and tyranny. Furthermore, lying and cheating and stealing, they all become tools of darkness. Ways in which a person can get for themselves, well, the getting is still good, as they say. Now, unfortunately, we would like to believe that churches and Christians would be free from this inward thinking, this inward acting. After all, we do not support the satanic Bible. However, tragically, we often hear, we often hear of churches, and we see members even in our own church that turn inward. In fact, if we are all honest with ourselves, we would realize as well that we often turn inward ourselves. For example, take any conflict in your life. Look at any church conflict that you see, any conflict at work or at school or wherever it may be. Isn't there always some person or some group of people that are turned inward on their wants, their desires, their dreams, and it raises hell for everyone else? And then, how often do you and I get pulled into this same inward thinking as well? I want what I want, and I want it right now. Tragically, we must all be honest right now, for we have all turned inward. In fact, we sin daily. We collapse inward on ourselves and our desires and our wants and our dreams every single day. I want what I want, and I want it right now. But there's a catch to all this. There's another way. You see, during Jesus' earthly ministry, the ministry of Christ, he never lived, get this, he never lived inwardly. He never turned inward on himself. Jesus, he came to serve, not to be served. He came, indeed, to serve others, not to be served himself. Indeed, everything that Jesus did, everything that he said, was for the love of his neighbor. It was not for himself. 
So great was the love of Christ for you that he delivered himself into death, his shed blood, his resurrection, his ascension, his coming back. We're not for his own sake. It was for you. It was for me. Indeed, it was for you and you and you. The nature of Christ was that he lived outside of himself for you. And so while darkness turns mankind inward, as we collapse inward, the kingdom of light, the kingdom of God, is all about being turned outward. You see, we actually confess this every Sunday here at St. Paul's. Later in the service, after communion, I will stand at this altar and pray a prayer on our behalf where we thank the Lord for strengthening our faith in him and our love for our neighbor that which is outside of us. And so the point is this, when the shadows of darkness and sneaky sin slowly twist you inward, stirring up discontentment, stirring up greed and all the other things that come to boot as we look inside of ourselves, remember this, you do not belong to darkness. Hear that loud and clear this morning. You do not belong to darkness. Not now and never again. You see, you are baptized and you belong to Christ. And so, because you are baptized, because you belong to Christ, because you belong to light and not darkness, well, we repent boldly. Yeah, we repent boldly. We repent boldly of inward thinking. We, we repent boldly of inward talking. And we repent boldly of inward living, for this is not who you are. You're neither, you neither belong to darkness nor belong inside yourself, but you belong to the one who bled and died and rose for you, Christ. And so repent and hear the good news that Jesus did all things well for you so that you might be freed from yourself. Yes, to be freed from yourself so that you may live by faith in Jesus and in love towards your neighbor in service. Baptized saints, mark this. Your ego, your pride, my ego, my pride, has all been crucified under Christ. Your desires to seek status, your desires for that which turn you inward, every thing of darkness, they're dead to you. Indeed, they're dead to you. You've been snatched from darkness, you've been snatched from the devil, and you yourself are placed outside of yourselves into Christ by faith. And so hear this again. You no longer live, but you live in Christ. Indeed, you live in Christ. You indeed live for your neighbor. You do not live inwardly, imprisoned to yourself, but you live outwardly, free in Jesus and free towards your neighbor. You live outwardly in faith in Christ and love for your neighbor. This is who you are. And so may the Lord strengthen your faith as you rest not inwardly in yourself, but as you rest outwardly in Christ by faith. And may he grant you love to love beneath you, to love beneath yourselves to your neighbor because we do not live inwardly, 
we live outwardly in faith in Christ and love to our neighbor. We are turned inside out. In the name of Jesus, amen. Thy strong word bespeaks us righteous, bright with thine own holiness. Thank you for listening to today's podcast sermon. You can access a full manuscript of today's sermon from Pastor Matthew Richard's blog at www.pastormatrichard.org or visit St. Paul's website at www.stpaulsminot.org. The Lord bless and keep you.